Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your coach, your guide for the week. Good morning to you. Yes, it is morning because we are waking up, waking up to our true life. And as always, here's a quick reminder, and hopefully you've lived your life this past week in these three ways. One, be thankful. Always live with an attitude of gratitude. Hopefully that's been your mantra through the week. Secondly, give. Whenever you can, always give. Give is a two-way street. When you're giving, you're receiving. And then thirdly, and not least, you have this power, this power to choose. Love first and then choose. If you've lived your life this way, I know you've had a great week and I know you've made an amazing week for the people around you. Now, today's subject is something that's near and dear to all of us. <laughs> it's one of those things that no matter where you are and what you're doing, it's always there present in your mind or in your life somewhere, some way, somehow. And it's not a bad thing. And we're going to talk about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm going to tell you up front, it's not a bad thing. You really need to have your arms, your heart, and your mind wrapped around understanding the relationship you have with this. And the topic today is money. Yes, M-O-N-E-Y. That is the one thing that we simply all seem to pursue most of the time. And uh, But we need to kind of draw the line in some fashion about how we go about getting it and where we seek it and, and all of those things around it. So that makes us a little tentative sometimes about uh, our relationship with money. And we're going to talk about that. We, that today. We have a very special guest, an expert in the field, to help us decipher this whole relationship we have with money and what it really means in our life. And the, the gentleman I have with us today, uh, very, very well-known, Bob Wheeler, Mr. Robert Wheeler, excuse me, uh, who, who has a personal narrative to be the change you want to see in the world. And that was from Mahatma Gandhi, and that's, the, the, I guess, the tenet that he lives by. His crusade for personal growth has cross-pollinated with his accounting practice to birth a new approach to personal finances. From his 25 years of helping clients, Bob has distilled a concoction of warmth, information, motivation, and budgeting directive that he offers to anyone with financial concerns. His passion is to help others gain insights about how emotions trigger financial decisions. Combining finances with behaviors, Bob has lifted the numbers off the table and put them into the heart where he shows they have been all along. I'm going to stop there and let, and let Mr. Wheeler 
introduce another part of himself to you. But that's who our guest is today, and I'm so happy, so thankful that he's here with us so we can talk about this important thing called money. Mr. Wheeler, are you with us? I sure am, Clarence. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you, Bob, for being here with us, and I really appreciate um, everything that you're doing in this world of finance and money. In fact, what I didn't mention was that uh, Bob has a book out called The Money Nerve, Navigating the Emotions of Money, and I I really would suggest this to anyone because uh, I've read through this, and and it really touches on uh, many of the tenets that we talk about here on True Life Academy and how we have a relationship with money. So I'm going to, Bob, I'm going to let you just walk us through some of the, the, the key things that you are, are involved in, where you're from, what you're, how you got into this work, and, and just tell us a little bit more about you. Sure, absolutely. So I have been a CPA for about 25 years. And basically, I got into this uh, through my own personal journey and my own personal struggles and then hearing the stories of a lot of my clients who kept telling me that they were the only one in the world that didn't get the download on how to handle their finances and how uh, they weren't able to control their emotions when it came to the the finances. So this journey was really uh, some self-discovery about myself and also the stories of my clients. And basically in my life, what I've tried to do is whenever I find that I'm really fearful of something, I try and take it head on and just jump right in and see if I can live through the fear. Well, excellent. That's, uh, you, you mentioned a couple of really key words there, and one, one uh, that you ended with was fear. And uh, do you see a lot of uh, that being a block for people in, in terms of how they deal with money? Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of different emotions that people experience when they're dealing with money, but I would say fear is a major stumbling block uh, in people pushing through having what they want, uh, being fully who they are. It's, there's just, there's so much, there's the fear of success. There's the fear of not being good enough. There's a, you know, the fear of being judged. There's, there's fear comes in so many different formats for different people. And I think it really holds a lot of us back. Yes, yes, um, absolutely does in many parts of our life and particularly in this area of finance. And you talk about in your book, navigating the emotions and and fear is one of those emotions that can really, really stand in the way. So uh, we're going to we're going to be asking you about how to navigate and how and and, and how to do that. But I want to make sure that we're clear um, that uh, why do you think emotions are such, such a big part in our financial choices? Well, it starts when we're young. So if mom and dad are fighting about money when we're little or when we ask if we can take a special trip to Disneyland or whatever that is that's going on and and our parents get very upset or we hear them fighting, we start to say, geez, I don't think I want to deal with money because it seems to be a lot of tension between mom and dad. And so that's where it sort of starts. And then we sort of carry that into our adult lives as we keep waiting to get that magic moment that we actually become an adult, <laughs> the real transition, we keep waiting. And, and so a lot of that stuff just, it stays with us. And we don't just get a download and all of a sudden our life is completely different. We have to do the work. Yes, yes. Um, you're, um, how does that relate or does it relate to your, the title of your book, 
the money nerve. What is the money nerve? The money nerve. So for me, the money nerve is that place physically in your body or my body where when we have a financial situation, our bank account's overdrawn, we get turned down with a credit card, uh, we, we don't qualify for a loan and we have that sickness in our stomach or some people have heart attacks. Uh, like this physical ailments that we that we experience when we're dealing with money. I really believe that we hold a lot of our emotions fully in our body, and until we can start to let them out, they keep us frozen. Yes, um, I I completely agree with you. In in fact, um, uh, one of my my clients originally had money issues, and it was it was showing up in their health. They were yeah. literally um, finding health issues, uh, and no one could figure out what was going on. And uh, as they dug deeper and deeper, it, it really was related to all the stress and, and the issues around money that was taking place in the person's life. So you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a great observation. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Please, this is. I'm, well, I'm going to let you run with much of this because you're the expert, and, and we're all learning from you. So, uh, if you want to add to that, that's fine. I've got a ton of questions I can ask you, but I I want to make sure that the people listening uh, get a full flavor of each thing that we talk about because we can blow through a lot of this stuff pretty quickly because yeah. you you get it. I mean, you wrote a book on it. You're the expert. So spending time on it is not wasted time. There are people who are struggling with this and, and may have that connection that you just talked about, that there are some physical things going on with them that they really can't identify. And guess what? It could be related to their financial stresses of life. No, absolutely. And the, the thing that a lot of people seem to think is that money is just a black and white issue and that it's just so straightforward and then they're just not smart enough to be able to grasp it. And the, the reality is there's lots of emotions involved when we're dealing with money. And so it's not quite so simple as yes or no, two plus two is four. And once we can start to be more conscious of what our unconscious story is about what we believe about money or what we believe about abundance. Once we can start to see that and, and hear our story, we can start to see how is that story serving us and what's our payoff and are we willing to make a change and be uncomfortable and move beyond that. Yes, yes. Great, great point. Um, I want to kind of explore with you this this issue of, of emotions and you know, you've mentioned two really key pieces of, of who we are. Um, you know, one of the first things I, I talked about in sharing the how to live an amazing life was about how we're made up of a physical layer, a mental layer, an emotional layer, and a spiritual layer. And the you hit on two key pieces here, the physical, how we can actually have physical ailment from, from uh, this relationship with money. And the emotional piece, you know, certainly it affects us in different ways. And maybe some of the answers lie in some of the other layers, but uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, just very briefly before we go into the break in about a minute or so, um, how do you think people can take control of their finances? And this may be a bigger answer than it is uh, than we have time right now. Well, I think the first thing that people have to do is be willing to 
take a personal inventory and be willing to actually do a little bit of work to see really where they are right now and and be willing to have you know the intention of actually shifting that because if you if you're not willing to get conscious if you're not willing to be uncomfortable and take a personal inventory you're not going to be able to stay out of your story excellent excellent point this this um, willingness which is really a recognition uh, right. we're going to be right back and we'll talk more about how to get out of this mess with Bob Wheeler True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. This is Toginet, cutting edge radio. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We're back with Mr. Robert Wheeler, the author of The Money Nerve, Navigating the Emotions of Money. Uh, This is a very key subject because many of us have challenges with finances all the time. And and when we talk about the four areas of our life that that we see as important, finances is one of those. So we're spending some time with Mr. Wheeler talking about uh, that subject. And the last thing we were talking about was taking inventory and actually being willing to take the inventory of where we are in this this area. So, Bob, can you just expand on that just a little bit more and, and talk to us about what it really takes to take that inventory? Absolutely. So one of the things that I ask people to do when they come to me and want to start taking a look at their finances and their self-sabotage is we actually start looking at where does the money go? Start recording every dime that goes out, whether it's I bought a lottery ticket, I lost five bucks, I went and bought some frozen coffees, and and just to really start tracking it. It's what I call honest budgeting. So if I have an addiction or a fixation uh, that I don't actually want anybody to know about, I still need to put that down and acknowledge that I'm spending money on that uh, lottery ticket or that little vice that I need to feel that I have to have. Uh, a lot of times people don't want to include those things. So it's a full inventory of really what am I doing. And once I start to look at that or once they start to look at that, then they can start to say, wait a minute, is this really the choice I want to make? A lot of people actually 
will stop spending just so they don't have to put it on the list, I find, when they're working with me on a regular basis because they just don't have to deal with an explanation. So right there, being accountable makes people want to stop spending the money. And really, as we go through it, then we also start to, to trace back uh, our emotional reactions you know, if, if I go into the store and the clerk tells me my credit card is declined, do I start screaming at the clerk to make them wrong so that everybody knows that they're the idiot and there's a mistake? Is how, how is my ego involved in all of this? And then really starting to look at how could I do it differently in certain situations if I know I have a reaction of anger or if I have a reaction of feeling sick to my stomach, then how do I find ways to lessen that impact so that I'm not controlled by the emotion. It doesn't mean I get rid of the emotion. It just means that I'm not driven by the emotion. Right. Got it. Got it. So it, it, it's almost a, a, a circular type of thing where your emotions impact how you, what your relationship is with money. And then uh, that relationship really in, 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 in reinforces the emotions, which kind of triggers some of the additional relationship problems that you might have with money. So you can spiral pretty quickly downward if you don't catch that. Is that correct? Abs absolutely. And, and that's really the important factor for me is, is, is getting conscious and really starting to be aware of, wait, what's my story here? Or what's, what's the trigger for me? Because a lot of times it is exactly that. We had an experience as a child. Maybe we lost the milk money. Maybe... Uh, somebody told us we were terrible with money and now we get into our adult lives and we start replaying that tape that we borrowed from somebody else and we've taken it as our own and then we start reinforcing the story. I don't know how to handle finances. I always lose money. Other people are better at this. I'm not, not good enough. And so then we find ways to be right because human beings like to be right a lot and so we'll look for ways to prove look how dumb I am look how undeserving I am see I knew it my parents right. were right right well that what you're talking about now is another one of the things that we we touch here this is this is why I'm so glad you're on the show because <laughs> we talk about our belief system and right. how that controls the things that we do and, and the, the journey and the trajectory of our, of our lives when it comes to these things like money or career or relationships, etc. So what you just described was how, what we believe about ourselves. Is, is belief system a part of, of, the, of the formula in, in resolving some of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thing is, to me, when people say, I want to be rich – and they don't have specifics. What is what makes up rich? You know, a good family life, uh, a relationship with their children, uh, life experiences that they'll always remember, or is it, you know, five million dollars in the bank? And and a lot of times, especially in this culture, I find so many people will tell me how broke they are and how there's so much scarcity in their lives, but. They're driving two or three BMWs. They travel to Paris every year. You know, they're living in a five-bedroom house, and, and they're telling me how horrible their lives are. And you know, I've been to some crazy places in the world, and I, I've, been, I've met people living on the Serengeti in, a, in huts, and I've been to all these different places. And these people will tell you they have the most amazing lives, and they're so happy because they have a different perspective. They're grateful to be alive. And they're 
grateful for all the life experiences they have versus how much can I collect and show everybody how much better I am than they are. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. When we put uh, the material life that we see around us um, ahead of everything else, that really flips the script for us. It changes the game, and, and, and you're kind of out of control at that point. Absolutely, because then at that point you're really you're being driven by your ego and mm-hmm. that, that dangerous thing of comparing yourself to everybody else. Where do I fit in the scheme of things? Am I better than the Joneses? Am I, <laughs> how much more do I have to catch up with them, right? Yes, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to mention the Joneses. <laughs> they, they, they often uh, dictate what we do. You know, you, you could be driving a really nice car that gets you somewhere, but as soon as the Joneses get or the or the the Johnsons or whoever's living next door gets that new car, you think, ah, now my car isn't so good after all. Exactly, yeah. and you know, maybe when you get to know the Joneses, they aren't that great. They aren't so nice people, so maybe you don't really want to be like the Joneses. Yeah, or they could be up there to eyeballs in debt so they can get that car. And, and, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, what you don't know is, you know, and you just can't, you just can't live your life based on what other people are doing. You have to start from, from where you are and live from the inside out. And, and I, I like the fact that you, you've, you've uh, captured that in your book when you talk about belief systems and fear and and those emotions, those things are inside of you. And Absolutely. that makes, makes all the difference. Now, you've talked about the emotions. you talked about the physical side. How about the mental side? You have something called a mental map. Talk to us about a mental map. So what a mental map is, for me, is we, we all are going somewhere, or we think we're going somewhere. And so the example I like to give is if I want to get from L.A. to New York, there's a lot of different ways that I could get there. And I could just have visualizations and affirmations and say, I hope to get to New York. That might be one way. Or I could, I could go by plane. I could take a horse. I could walk. Mm-hmm. And I could have all these different ways to get to New York. But if I don't actually look and see, what do I really want? Do I want to get to New York tomorrow? Do I want to take the scenic route? Uh, what, what do I want along the way? And so... We need to figure out what our mental map is and make adjustments because just like in a GPS, a GPS will tell you how to get somewhere, but you've got to put a destination in there. And, and, and even when you put in that destination on the GPS, you still have to be paying attention and saying, wait a minute, that looks like it's taking me down a dirt road or a dead end. It looks like the GPS has gotten off the calculation. I need to actually be proactive along with this as I go along. And so when we're young, we start off with this, we, we, we start to build a mental map. And it, maybe it's based on what our parents said. So we might say, doing things that are creative don't serve us. So I'm going to only do things that make money. Or I'm going to stay really small because I don't want to be too big because the world can't handle me. Or, you know, it, whatever that story might be. And, and so then we start to use that map as the template for our life. And it may just be a story. And so until we can actually get conscious and see what's the, what, what map are we using to live our life right now, and then we, we, then we can make a conscious decision. Do I like this map that I'm on? Do I want a different map? Do, do I 
want to take responsibility or I don't want to take responsibility. There's Again, it's not a judgment. The, the, the word that I really like to use when I'm working with people is curiosity. Just find it really interesting in where you like to self-sabotage. Now, isn't that interesting? I love to overspend every week. Isn't that interesting that I always self-sabotage when I go for a job promotion rather than, wow, I'm so bad when I do this. No, just find it interesting and then decide if it's interesting enough to want to make a change or it's right where you want to be. Wow. Great, great paradigm shift of, of looking at it differently. The perception, your perception is a reality. So if you, if you say that you're bad at managing money, that becomes your reality. Absolutely. Um, so that is an excellent insight. Um, I, again, I, I recommend um, uh, people reading this book, The Money Nerve, uh, Navigating the Emotions of Money uh, by Robert William Wheeler. And uh, you will find in here all of those things, those tools that help you not only tactically deal with money issues, but internally deal with how, you, how you're relating to money how your emotions set up that relationship you have with money. And to me, that's so much more valuable than knowing what stock to buy when and how to read uh, the Wall Street Journal. Those are good. You're going to have to do those kinds of things because it takes action. It's not only what you think, but it's also what you do. But this ties those two together so nicely. So I recommend that. Uh, yeah, Bob, absolutely. Bob, yeah. Can you tell people how they can uh, either get a hold of your book, reach you directly, or a website, or anything that you have? Abs- contact? Absolutely. So, as far as finding me, you can check out our website, which is themoneynerve.com. Themoneynerve.com. And you can also, if you're just looking for the book, you can find it through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and several other bookstores also carry us. So, that's great. Great. Um, it's a it's a great read. Um, it is, um, you know, I I like the fact that you talk about what we're thinking. We did a a show here on the entire show was on your thoughts create your reality, mm-hmm. and um, the fact that you talk in your book about certain triggers and words that are used. Uh, when we come back from the break, I want you to say more about how words really influence uh, the power that you have within you to make a difference in your financial situation. Will you do that? Absolutely. Great. Love to. So everyone, uh, while we're gone on the break here, just take a minute, go to the website, themoneynerve.com, and uh, see what, see what uh, Mr. Wheeler is, uh, is talking about there. And, and maybe uh, go to Amazon and, and pull a copy of the book down. I think you will enjoy it. It's a good read, and it will... It may make a big difference in your financial life. So we're going to take a a short break. When we come back, we'll talk more about that. And the other thing, uh, Bob, when we come back, I'd like to know uh, what what you're doing with with people on a day-to-day basis and how you're helping them through their issues. That'd be great. All right. So hang in there, everyone. We'll be back in uh, two and two. And when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about your money, 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 money. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Welcome to Toginet, 
radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're here with Mr. Robert Wheeler, the author of The Money Nerve. You know, some people say, well, you're getting on my last nerve. Well, this is the money nerve, and you want to protect that one, uh, but you also want to be sensitive to it. You want to feel what's going on with your emotions. You want, to, you want that nerve to tell you what's going right, what's going wrong. So if you get the book, The Money Nerve, by uh, Mr. Robert Wheeler, I think you'll gain some insights to how to really pay attention to that and then what to do once you know where you are. One of the things, uh, Bob, that you talked about was fear and, and, and the relationship we have with money relative to fear mm-hmm. and um, um, not being afraid of, of, of really success as well as failure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting. I uh, actually did a workshop uh, a couple months ago, and one of the participants was telling me how they had grown up in a communist country. And one of the things that they learned was that if you actually got to be too big, uh, you got shot. So the little people had to make sure they stayed small. So she learned to stay under the radar. So she was afraid of don't let anybody see my light because they'll take it out. And that followed her all the way through her adult life until she was able to make a connection between, oh my gosh, these things that happened as a child molded the way I think now. And we all have different fears, you know, afraid to part with money, uh, afraid to be judged, afraid to challenge the system, afraid people will leave us if we don't give them money. You know, I've got older people that are afraid of retirement because they haven't planned for it and what's going to happen. People that are afraid to, you know, face the truth. I I worked with a client who she kept overspending. We were, she was a business management client of mine and we would, she would give us $20,000 and we would write $20,000 worth of checks. But she couldn't understand when she gave us $20,000 why we weren't paying down $40,000 worth of checks. So I did this very elaborate spreadsheet and uh, gave it to her and explained why she was continuing to go into the hole. And she called me up and she said, don't you ever give me that kind of reality again. I don't need that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So she liked being in the dark, but she didn't like the route. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't like what it was producing. (laughs) Exactly. But she did not want to know the truth. 
She's uh, not one of truth. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, as you were talking about uh, about the mindset relative mm-hmm. to to money and our relationship with money, you know, there's something that hits me, and I'm, I'm just going to use my own my own story. I'm not going to tell you the story, but I'm just going to yeah. use my own view on this as mm-hmm. it applied in my life. Was that when I got a little bit of money, even if it was just a thousand dollars, I was mm-hmm. thinking, all right, I I I have to. Uh, I'm buy, I'm getting this money so I can buy something. And so I get the money and I buy something. And next thing I know, the money was gone. Right. And I said, well, let me get a little bit more so I can buy something else. And then it was gone again. So there was this continual getting it for me, buying something for me, and it was gone. And so what what began to happen was as people came in and maybe someone else needed it more than I did, I would hold on tight to it because it was mine. And then I had this, I'll call it a scarcity mentality. There's only mm-hmm. so much to go around. And if I, if I start giving some of it away to things that aren't, aren't for me, I'm going to be without. Um, so do you find that there's this mentality around not enough and you hold on tighter versus an abundance mentality that says there's enough for everybody right. and you invite more into your life that way? Absolutely. The way I look at money is I look at money as an energy. And so what I really like people to do is, sure, let the money come in and sit with you for a little bit and then let it move on. Don't, don't try and hold it because then it's going to stagnate. Uh, and don't try to just give it all away the instant it hits you. But learn to find that balance of letting it come in and serve you and then let it move on so that it can serve somebody else. Um, it's that, that give and take. You know, A lot of times you, the old saying is it's better to give than receive, which I think is completely false. I think it's important to give and receive. There's a karmic balance. If we're always giving, then somebody else is never given the opportunity to give. Um, and if we're always receiving, then somebody else isn't given the opportunity to receive. So to me, money is an energy, and it's about learning to go with the flow, let it come into your life, let it serve you, and then it, let it move on without it being this, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I've got to hold on to it. I've got to hold on to it. You know, it's, I mean, and the reality is if, if somebody said, I really want a million dollars, and I gave them a million dollars, and all they could do is put the million dollars in the bank, they wouldn't actually be able to do very much with it because it would just be sitting in a bank. They couldn't actually use it to, to have the life they wanted because it, it would have to sit in the bank so they'd have their million dollars. Right. So you've got to let the money move. Right, right. Excellent point. It's, the, um, it's what I sometimes call this, uh, this uh, power of circulation. It's the, it, mm-hmm. when, it, when, it's, when it's moving, it's like a, it's like, it's like it's a snowball. It's just start gathering and it's it's meant for someone else if you can move it somewhere else they can get benefit from it and then they can give benefit to others based on what they're doing so it it starts to grow when it starts to circulate and it comes back to you like you said giving is not better to give than to receive giving is receiving and and this this uh i just love the words that you're using i'm i'm kind of stuttering over mine because you said it so wonderfully. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. Uh, so let's talk about some of the words that mm-hmm. people use uh, associated with money. Do you find people using certain specific words that create abundance or scarcity in their life? Well, I do. I'm real, I'm real big on language, and I find that people use words that aren't really true. 
so for example, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I need to go to Hawaii. I need a TV. I need the newest smartphone, um, which is not really true because you don't need those things to continue living. Um, their wants, their desires. Um, or I hear people say, um, you know, I, I want financial success, but I'm so afraid of it. And the fear of having success can coexist with wanting the financial success. But a lot of times we find words, people use the word but a lot, which I'm not a big fan of that word because it really negates a lot of, you know, I want to have healthy habits, but my folks never taught me about money instead of I want to learn financial, good financial habits. Um, and in the past, I didn't have a lot of good teachers. Mm-hmm. Right, so that we're learning to be more honest with the words that we use. Um, the big thing is people around this country are broke. Everybody tells me how broke they are. I was working with a client in a workshop and she said, you know, whenever my friends want to go out to dinner, I just tell them I'm broke. And then she said, but it's, but it's really embarrassing because I make a half a million dollars a year (laughs) and I don't want to admit that. I just don't Mm. want to spend time with my friends. So I make up the story. And I said, well, what would happen if you were more direct? Well, then I might actually have to be accountable for my feelings and my actions. I said, well, that would be a concept. <laughs> what wow. if? <laughs> oh, yeah. What if you were living your true life? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, you know, I, we sit here and we chuckle about it, but I think what you're saying is probably more prevalent than, than uh, we can imagine. And we don't always uh, see it for exactly that. The fact that you... You peeled back that onion to uncover that is one thing, but some of us live that kind of way and, and not really give it much thought, and we think that's okay. So your your ability to coach people through this is, I think, very valuable. So so talk to us about how you do coach people. You mentioned a workshop that you had. Do you have other clients or, or other ways yes. that people talk to you? Absolutely. So I I do workshops and. I do some workshops that are over a series of weeks, and then I do workshops that are one-day workshops that are more body-based and and working with energy. And then I also work with people one-on-one. And basically what I do with people is we work on finding out, you know, getting conscious about what their story is and really working on changing their languaging to be more reflective of the truth. And again, it's being about being curious and not judgmental in this exploration. So when people share stuff with me, they know I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, you're a terrible person, or how could you be so stupid? They know that I'm going to be curious with them and, and, and ask them, what's the payoff? What do you get out of this? Wow, that's so interesting that you, you, you really like to do that. And, mm. and it, I, I try to really create a place of safety uh, a safe container where people can feel comfortable to start to explore and share stuff. I've had people tell me things that they've said, I've never shared this with anybody since I was seven years old. Nobody knows that I did this. Um, I stole some money and I never have forgiven myself. Or I've, I, you know, I did this or I did this. And, and it releases so much shame to be able to uh, let go of that that they've been holding in their body with complete fear that somebody will find it out and then finding out that they shared it and they didn't die. 
Um, and for me, a lot of times that's the barometer is, you know, did it kill me? <laughs> <laughs> right. and, uh, and if it didn't, I keep going. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's interesting because uh, a lot of those, those things that, that we harbor are not at the forefront where we, we can't connect the dots necessarily that that's what's holding us back. But they're under the surface really determining uh, how we see the world and, and mm-hmm. what our next moves are going to be. So getting to that point and getting to that issue and then releasing it through forgiveness of self or whatever it might be that's there is so important. Um, so your work uh, sounds very, very interesting. I would love to be able to uh, sit in on one of your workshops um, and, and just watch you work and, and be a part of it, actually, not just observant, but uh, be a part of that as well. Do you have anything coming up anytime in the in the next year or so? Well, let's see. I know that um, there's some uh, money at its core workshops that are a one-day workshop. And then I believe the next Proactive Abundance workshop, which is a four-week workshop, is going to be happening in January. But that is all. All of my uh, workshops and presentations are on the website. Okay, great. And so people can check that out. And I am working on getting to other states because there has been interest in that. And um, some of the stuff I do, I'm going to be in Maryland doing a presentation and working with CPAs, and we're going to do some process work and uh, go through all that. So I also work with, with private groups as well. Uh-huh. And, and I find, you know, it's funny because people will say, oh, I don't really have any issues uh, around money. And then we get to talking and, and they will come back and say, Can I, let me change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize. You know, we do a. I, I've, I've had this exercise that's been evolving, and where it, where I have people stand across from each other. And originally, it was just two people working together. That's how I envisioned it. And one person holds a currency, and the other person moves towards it. Mm. And what I found was that people not only were being aware of the currency that was in front of them, but they were also aware of what everybody else got. So I started, so somebody got a $100 bill, somebody got a $20 bill. Well, the person with the $1 bill wasn't as, was not as interested in the work and the exercise as the person with the $100 bill. And, and what was funny is with some of the people, they started being very playful. It got very, for some people, it got sexual. You know, oh, I'm going I'm I'm to stop you on that point. No, we're but gonna, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about the rest of it. <laughs> True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. 
Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, this is Clarence Caldwell, back with Mr. Robert Wheeler, talking about the money nerve. And uh, right before the break, there was a little... uh, a little talk about sexuality. So I'm going to, Bob, I'm going to let you finish that thought because I don't want I don't want people to walk away thinking that money and sex are, are so tied together that it's the oldest profession in the world. But yeah. uh, finish that story for us in your yeah, so Okay, so what, what surprised me was that there actually started to be some sexual play um, and a little bit of manipulation. And it was interesting. Like one woman was telling me, she felt totally rejected when her money wasn't enough for the for the guy to pay attention because she happened to be working with a man, and she really went into brief deep depression because she wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And and it was interesting in in watching people play with the sexuality and and there is a lot of that in relationships. I'll pay for this if you do that and. It's it's not a it's not a spoken agreement, but but there is that underlying uh, manipulation with money of what am I going to get for my dollar? Uh, yes. If I have lots of dollars, I'm going to get a lot more. Um, you know, and you know, there, there's the old saying that uh, women find men with a really big wallet <laughs> are very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> well, size matters when it comes to wallet, I guess. It huh? does. It does <laughs> for some people. For some, yes, yes. Uh, so when we talk about our own personal finances, uh, there is this this uh, belief system that you talked about early on. And one of the things that um, was true for me, and it might be true for others, is the whole issue of entitlement. Um, if we don't believe that it's our lot in life, so to speak, to to be wealthy, then we're going to live up to that low expectation and never be wealthy. So how do you get people to get past that point where they're, that, you know, truly the wealth is available and they truly are entitled and deservant of having the abundance of life that you teach? Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I really do with people is work on actually exploring what it is that they want out of life. Do they really want a million dollars? Do they want to set up a horse sanctuary? Do they want to travel the world? Like, what are the things that are important to that person? 
you know, not what their parents think they should do, not what their spouse thinks they should do, but we really explore um, in free flow writing, what are the goals that I want? What do I want out of this life? And then what we do is I'll work with them and actually start creating timetables for some of the goals mm -hmm. and showing people how they can actually actualize what they maybe once considered a dream. Now, you know, certainly if I'm, you know, five foot and I want to be the world's tallest basketball player, that's probably not going to happen, right? But, but I can, if I really love basketball, maybe then I can become a, you know, uh, I can work at an arena and be a timer that, that tracks the scores or there's ways like, you know, you can, you can figure out what it is you want out of your life and start to make those things happen. And one of the things we do is where somebody will say, I want to build a music studio in my house and start recording music. And so then I'll say, okay, well, how long is it going to take for that to happen? They'll say six months, six months. We're going to make it happen. They'll just pick something random. And then I'll say, okay, how much is it going to cost you? $10,000. And how much can you put aside each month? 200 bucks. Okay, well, let's just do the quick math. And I go, oh, gosh, that's not going to work, is it? No, it's not going to work. So let's, let's reconfigure. What makes up the $10,000? Well, I need to buy a computer. It's 6000 Okay, would you be willing to buy a refurbished? Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Now, all of a sudden, now we can actually come up with, okay, the budget actually dropped from 10 to 5 And now we actually know that it's not six months, but it's, you know, this many months. And, and now we can actually implement a plan to actually have this dream that we had that we've been sitting around saying, I just don't know how to make it happen. Uh, so it's really about starting to set some goals and then moving towards those goals that you want to see happen rather than sitting back and waiting for the universe to make it happen for you. That's, I, that's why I use the word proactive abundance so often is because we need to participate in our life story rather than waiting for the universe to tell us how it's going to end up because then we're just a victim to circumstance instead of stepping into our power. Yes. Very good point. Very good point. You know, it's interesting that, that you talk about taking that action, that being proactive. Um, I, I do some work with people relative to uh, uh, the law of attraction as mm -hmm. an example. And every, you know, a lot of people have seen the movie, the secret or read the right. book or, or those kinds of things. And, and quite often I have to remind people that you just can't sit in your easy chair and right. think about something and have it just show up at your front door. Right. Um, you have to work. You have to go do it. You have to go get it. You have to be proactive. Now you have, if, if you change your whole mindset and your perception, your belief system, and you get in that level of vibration, with, whether you do it through using a vision board or, mm -hmm. or visualizations or affirmations or any of those other things, that's great because it aligns you and sets you up for it, but you still have to do the work. Right. And, Absolutely. You, yeah, go ahead, please. Are, <laughs> well, you, no, are you, you finding that yeah, anywhere? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing that is so important to is you got to do the work you got to do the work it, i i mean i i believe in the law of attraction and all those things and you got to show up and mm -hmm. that's where people you know people will say well hey if i read the first three chapters can i have 30 percent more <laughs> you know <laughs> no you gotta you gotta do the work you gotta go through all the steps and the thing is a lot of people want to go from a to z and skip all the letters in between. And the reality is you got to go from A to B to B to C 
all the way up to Z. You got to go through the steps. And most people these days feel like they should be able to just jump to the top. Right, right. You know, it's interesting. We, you say that because we're, there are, uh, we get these messages all the time in, in our, uh, I guess, technology and our, our computerized lives these days on television in, in 30 seconds in a commercial, your headache is cured. And, right. you know, things happen so quickly. It's that instant gratification. And we see celebrities and, that we've never heard of. And then suddenly they're, they've got 8 million followers on YouTube and, and like, huh. Look what they've done. You know, it, it comes so easily so it would appear. And so why can't I do that? Why can't I have it overnight? Why can't I be an overnight sensation? Right. And, uh, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because it leads people to believe that that's the way life should be. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at most of those overnight sensations, you'll see that they were doing the work for 20 years, 5 years, 10 years, whatever. They were doing the work. Yes. And it, and it didn't just happen. They didn't yes. just get lucky. Right, right. Uh, that's exactly it. Um, I, I uh, attended a conference here recently where I heard one of the speakers who was an ex, ex uh, professional football player who played alongside Jerry Rice, who was, who was a wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. And Jerry holds the record for a number of touchdowns. The second person, the person closest to us in NFL history, is 60 touchdowns away. Wow. 60. I mean that's a that's that's huge, yeah. And, and you, but when you so when you see when if you did see Jerry Rice play when he played, it, he made it look so effortless. He made right. it look so easy. But the same person who played alongside Jerry Rice would tell you that Jerry Rice was there at practice every practice, an hour before everyone else, and an hour after everyone left. Right. He was putting in the work. And when when a, a simple drill was was had, he would catch the ball and he would sprint and run down to the end zone when everybody else would just catch the ball and and throw it back to the quarterback. And uh, so you have to put in the work if you want that greatness. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's so amazing how people will attribute things to luck. I remember for years people would tell me, you're so lucky you're a CPA. And I would say, well, I'm pretty sure I didn't just win a lottery. I I sort of had to go to school and take an exam and put in a certain amount of time. And and I had to do the work. It didn't just they didn't just mail it to me and say, hey, we picked you. Right. Right. So put in the hours, put in the work, but uh, align your belief system, align your courage, the opposite of fear uh, along with that. And success is yours. Absolutely. I believe you got to have. A willingness, the intention, and the integrity, and you can have the whole world at your feet. That's excellent. You know, I was going to ask you to to give us, you know, like a one, you know, sentence or paragraph with your words of wisdom. It sounds like you just did. <laughs> but if there's anything else that you want to share with everyone, just say, here's, here's uh, what you, you really need to think about. Here's what you need to do, and here's how to find me. Um, let's, let's close with that. Okay, sure. I would, well, I would tell you to be curious, be willing to be uncomfortable, because if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, you're not going to be having any growth, and just be willing to just really trust that you deserve it and that the world can be yours. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, and you can find me on The Money Nerve and check out our workshops and check out 
the book. And if you have a group of people that you'd love to have do a process or a workshop, give me a call and I'd love to come out and uh, come out and work with you. And you're located in California? I Yes, I'm based in Santa Monica, California. Santa Monica, California. I, I, you know, we're going to, um, uh, I'm going to suggest that because I want everybody to hear this from you, I'm going to suggest that you branch out and do some online work with people in different states also. How's that sound? That sounds great. I'd love to do that. All right. Well, maybe we can talk about making that happen. Beautiful. All right. Well, um, Bob, thank you so very much for joining us today. This has been an eye-opener for me and I know for so many other people who who really struggle from time to time with finances and just getting a different view of what it takes to create that level of abundance in your life relative to your finances and where it has to start. It doesn't start from the outside. It starts from the inside. So you've been very clear about that. Thank you for that. I really appreciate the work you do, and thank you for contributing to this show today. Well, thank you so much, Clarence, for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I just love having this conversation because it's an important one. All right, and it's not one that's going to go away, so we'll probably have it again sometime. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, sounds great. Everyone, thank you again for joining True Life Academy this week. Uh, Our guest this week was Mr. Robert Wheeler, uh, the author of the book The Money Nerve, Navigating the Emotions of Money. So between now and the next time we talk, remember these three things. Please live a life of gratitude. Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, give. Give when you can, as we talked about with money. Giving and receiving are the same. And then because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. Live your life that way and you'll have an amazing life. We'll talk to you next week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.